Get your day started right. This is VOC Breakfast with Gulam Fakir and Sabira Sheikhessa. Only on the Voice of the Cape. So for the next couple of minutes or so, you do remember last year, you know, it was quite extensive when VOC was covering the story of Fatima Isaacs and the South African National Defence Force. Um, and now in a groundbreaking decision, the SANDF has amended its military religious dress policy to accommodate the wearing of a headscarf with a military uniform. This is according to um, the Cape Times this morning, Nazima um, Mohammed, who was also um, part of the team and still is part of the team. She joins us on line for the next a couple of minutes. So Nazim, assalamu alaikum, shukran so much for joining us on a VOC breakfast, 91.3 FM. This, of course, three-year-long battle, you know, victory now for Major Fatima Isaacs. But just very quickly, what is this and how significant is this ruling now? Look, for me personally and for Fatima, the, the victory is for Islam, the victory is for Muslim women, Muslim people in general. And I think, Gulam, it shows that when we challenge and we fight um, you know, important things that affect our lives and more especially that affects our, our deen, we're going to be victorious. This was a huge, huge, huge battle. It was basically Fatima taking on the military of, of the country to challenge something so vital to her as a person and as a Muslim and as a Muslim woman. Um, she struggled for such a long time and now, you know, there's this victory and I think it should be celebrated. Absolutely. And Shinizima, just in terms of, you know, we know we've mentioned a three-year-long battle. And, you know, at times it must have been pretty difficult, especially for Fatima Isaacs, Major Fatima Isaacs. We know what she went through during her time, um, you know, at times being ostracized or being questioned, etc. You know, how important was it for not only her, but for Muslim women at large in South Africa, you know, to fight this fight? I think, you know, for her, she was extremely brave. And the time when she contacted me, I was absolutely amazed that she would stand alone while other Muslim women were not um, supportive. Mm. They were scared. Mm. They would take off their scarf or they would resign and leave their jobs. But she wasn't prepared to do so. She had such faith. And that was the um, the amazing thing that I found about her. She was extremely brave. And of course she went through a lot of a lot of anxiety. Um, she was ostracized. People would mock her. Um, online you would find comments. But she just you know, she just said to me, I have Allah, I, I I make my du'as, I know there are people supporting me, and this is about my deen. And then we, we, we took up the matter, and shukran, big shukran to the voice of the Cape team. The entire team was so supportive and um, also encouraging us to, to continue fighting the matter. In fact, the Voice of the Cape was the first um, media outlet to break the story and always, you know, um, focused on the, the progress of, of this fight. Mm. Mm. And Zima, what sort of precedent does this now set for other yeah. entities, you know, who might also have what the SANDF had in terms of, you know, their, their dress code was a very strict one in terms of what they wanted and clearly what they didn't want. You know, what sort of message does this now send? 
legal precedent in, in a way. Um, the, the only problem is that we weren't able to go to the Constitutional Court and to the Equity Court and so on because this was our plan. We didn't want to enter into settlements. But, you know, when we started challenging the matter, going into court and making it a bit clear to them that we are not going to sit back and allow them to just um, abuse the rights of, of this woman in, in the manner in which they have been. And we made it very clear to them that we are challenging. And I think when the SNDF um, was publicly embarrassed, um, I mean, these issues were taken up right into Parliament. Um, it, was, it was necessary for them to start engaging and the engagement was, you know, the result of them then withdrawing the the actual charge against her. But even though they withdrew the charge, the policy was still in place. Mm. And to us, the, the issue was, you know, if the, if the policy, the dress code policy, which was outdated, if that is still in force, then Fatima or anyone else could be recharged again, and then we have to go through the same um, process. So the Equality Court was then um, approached, but now they've indicated that the just the deliberations between the Legal Resources Centre and the SNDF, they've now changed the, the dress code yeah. policy. And now the policy has changed, all charges are withdrawn, so there's no need for us to, to take the matter any further. So, in a way, it does set precedent. And the fact that the military of, of South Africa could change their dress code policy and withdraw those charges, you know, to us, it sends a message out not only to, to um, other state departments, but also to other companies that she should take heed of, of what, what has happened. Mm. And Nazima, in terms of Major Fatima Isaacs, you know, what is her status at this moment in time? Also, now that the dress code has been changed, is that now an immediate effect? Mm. Yes, it was immediate effect. And um, Muslim women can now wear hijab. I think the issue of color and structure and all of that, because the military has got the right to decide on color and uniform, yeah. um, there will be absolute cooperation, you know, on the side of Fatima and um, whoever else is going to be involved in the discussion of the detail of the hijab. To us, that is, you know, um, at this point, not necessarily mm. a big issue. Yeah. The issue to us is, we don't care what color, we don't care what fabric. Yes. Obviously, you, we, we want hijab. Mm. And that is our focus. All the other peripherals, like who's going to manufacture and who's going to decide the design and the color, we, we're really not interested in that. Yeah. The MJC or any other women's organization, anyone, they can get involved uh, involved in that. What we wanted and what we were fighting and what the issue was for me and for Fatima was we want the hijab, it's our right. We don't want 
are women to be discriminated against and Islam will be respected. That was our fight and that is what we've achieved. Mm. Now, Zimmer, just before we let you go, we've got one or two more, just very quickly. I mean, we saw when Fatima, you know, when, she, when the story first broke about three years ago, we saw many people speaking anonymously, having the same issue also with the SANDF and they, yeah. like you mentioned, you know, they've opted to resign um, and they were bitter and but they didn't do anything about it. So now Fatima came out in a strong, alhamdulillah, that must be a relief, first of all, for those people who, um, you know, who are still part of the SNDF and who have also resigned, you know, so alhamdulillah, that must be a relief for them. But how important is it, you know, in your opinion, when you have these kind of issues, instead of resigning, instead of leaving butter, instead of, you know, just uh, tolerating the victimization, etc., you know, how important is it to speak out, you know, and not go through those processes and in fact stand your grounds just like Major Fatima did? You know, Gulam, you're asking me that question, but I think you're actually the best person to answer that question. <laughs> you know yourself how important it is for people to challenge. People have rights in the country, but they don't challenge because they are scared mm. or they don't know where to go or they don't have the resources. In Fatima's case, she listened to the VLC program that was being run on labor, the labor hour, and then she contacted us. And everything sort of just, you know, um, grew from there. So it's an important lesson to people out there. When you have issues, it's important. Don't run away. Seek help. There, Fatima is, an, uh, is a prime example of a young lady who didn't have a lot of resources. She, she sought assistance, and we were able to, we were able to, to get the assistance um, for her. And through the legal resources center, I'm not an attorney. I challenged the case, but I wasn't able to mm. because of my, my non-qualification in law. Yeah. I wasn't able to take the case to, to the military court. So I contacted an ex-colleague of mine, nursing governor, who's now the head of the legal resources center. Mm. And we put heads together. And that is how I was able to get the legal resources center completely free of charge to do this case mm. for me to challenge the matter for Fatima Isaac. And Sinezima, just in, in closing, you know, at the time when this whole scenario was playing out, you know, um, there had been some individuals at the SANDF that had been called into question in terms of, you know, being the reason that Major Fatima Isaacs was victimized, etc. In terms of the SANDF redressing, you know, their, their values and their understanding um, of culture, religion, etc. and being accommodating, you know, how will we see this playing out and is this the next step? You know, that is such a brilliant answer, uh, question, and it's going to take a very long time to answer. There is no way that we can assume the, that Colonel Malomo was quite an awful person mm. and disrespecting towards Fatima and towards her religion. Totally, totally disrespectful. I'm not going to be able to tell you that they've now sorted out the professionalism or the lack of professionalism um, with regards to, you know, people in charge. I think those kinds of things will exist like it exists everywhere else, even in the medical fraternity. We've got a total lack of, of, of professionalism that exists in our state department and in, our, in the companies in, in this country. So that is out of our hands, you know. Um, I just hope that they've learned a lesson. This was huge public embarrassment to the SANDF. 
Um, but at least, you know, sanity prevailed at the end of the day. And I'm hoping that people will learn um, from from what has happened. Mm, well, Nazima Mohammed, we thank you for your time this morning. And of course, uh, furnishing us with those details. It's been a long fight, but a good fight indeed. Nazima Mohammed, Major Fatima Isaac's advisor and spokesperson speaking to us this morning.